Holy Spirit, remind us about faith and the shield that we should take up. God, help us to remember the words that you have breathed out through many servants. God, help us to um, this morning respond faithfully to you, not for our own glory or honor, but all for you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This morning we're going to talk about faith, and uh, I think many of you, if you've been in church at, at all, or maybe for a length of time, you probably are familiar with Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the, sh- the assurance of things hoped for, for the, the conviction of things not seen. And I'm, a, I'm embarrassed that I don't have that memorized, and, and I think that it's something that many of us know really well. And maybe we do have it memorized, but how often do we actually think about Faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Think about the things that you hope for daily. I know many of you moms this morning are hoping that someone else does the cooking. Maybe you're hoping that someone else does the dishes. Or maybe you're hoping that someone else would do all the laundry. That is the conviction of things not seen. Someone else doing those things for you. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So this morning as we think about faith, uh, I know, like I said before, if you've been in church at all, you've probably heard many, many sermons on faith. Everything that kind of, uh, when it boils down to it, really we talk about faith. We're getting down to the root, faith in Jesus, putting our faith in something outside of our, outside of ourselves. We talk about faith often. And so when... Paul, inspired by God, writes these words down here, and he reminds us that we are at battle, and he tells us about the armor that we should pick up or put on every day. He gets to verse 16, and he says these words. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So in all circumstances, we're going to take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts or arrows of the evil one. Yes, think about that for a moment. Paul begins with in verse 16 saying, in all circumstances. A shield, obviously when you take it up, when you use it for battle, it's because you're walking forward, you're marching forward in battle. You're, you're going towards where the battle is, and so you put that shield on. Paul is saying, recognize spiritually that every day is a battle. And so because it's every day, we take up the, the shield of faith in all circumstances. Not just in case of an emergency. You, you know those things that we use just in case of an emergency? Uh, like a smoke alarm, right? Uh, if dads are cooking today, many of you are hoping that the smoke alarm works. And so does the fire extinguisher. Just in case things don't go as planned. So just in case of an emergency, we pick up these things. We have them in preparation. We, we put them in a backpack just in case. I remember going, uh, when I, the times that I can remember, the earliest times that I can remember, going hunting with my dad and all the men in our family, and, and I would ask, why are we taking this? Well, just in case we need it. Okay, well, why are we taking this? Just in case we need it. Why are we taking this? Just in case we need it. And all those things usually were newspapers and toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Just in case you need it. It was always just in case of an emergency. I mean, how often 
Can we be real for a second? How often do we treat our faith that way? We only use it when we think that we need it. Thankfully, Paul wasn't inspired by the Holy Spirit to say, in all circumstances, take up the parachute of faith and only use it when you do risky faith, faith enlarging things. Take up the parachute of faith. Though I feel like that's what many Christians, many followers of Jesus do. They don't take up the shield of faith because they don't think they're in a battle. They don't take the shield of faith because they're not even walking towards the battle. They use faith as a parachute and only use it when they've done something risky. Maybe I'll go on a mission trip someday. Maybe I'll step out of the boat and walk on water someday. But today I don't need that parachute because I'm not doing anything risky. And Paul's trying to draw us in and make our thoughts go to, to the fact that we're at battle every day. And so be, because we are at battle every day, we pick up the shield of faith in all circumstances. You, you know the fire extinguisher at your house? I'm hoping that you have one. Maybe, maybe you bought it long ago and it sits somewhere and it's dust covered because you've never had to use it. Praise the Lord for that. But it sits there just in case of an emergency. It sits under a cabinet. It's stored away somewhere safe where you can, th you know exactly where it is. Well, I know where the extinguisher is. And if there's ever a case to use it, maybe I'll use it. A few years ago in student ministry, we were cleaning up our youth room. Second story of our building, cleaning up our youth room. And, uh, and I don't know if you know teenagers at all, or maybe you are one, but teenagers are very creative. Uh, they think through a lot of things very quickly and act very quickly. They think through a lot of things and create a lot of things. And one person found a ping pong ball. And another person found hand sanitizer. And another person found a lighter. And those three forces combined caused an emergency. The ping pong ball was covered with the hand sanitizer and then covered in the hand sanitizer, the lighter was used to spark a flame on the ping pong ball and then the game was to see who could hold it the longest. Obviously these students were supervised, right? Who can hold this ping pong ball the longest? Well, unfortunately no one could. It was on fire. The ping pong ball dropped the curtain that it was near started smoking and, and people started reacting. Many people ran out of the room, including their leader. And uh, just chaos kind of, kind of went, uh, happened. And one student, who I should name his name for his, uh, for his honor, but I won't, one student had the mental capacity to think, I should get a fire extinguisher. And so as he was walking back in the room with the fire extinguisher, he was like, hey, that's a really great idea. That thing is to be used in case of emergency. Thankfully, we didn't have to pull the pin. We didn't have to use the fire extinguisher. The fire was put out by, by boots and tennis shoes. But still, in that moment, the fire extinguisher was needed. And I think many of us treat our faith that way. That whenever things get tough, whenever something traumatic happens, Whenever something just uh, out of the ordinary happens, then I will pull the pin, then I will spray and extinguish whatever fire is around me. But until that moment, let it sit in the cabinet, let it collect dust, let it be used at a later time when an actual emergency happens. Paul is reminding us, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith.
This is a daily thing. This is you and I walking daily with Christ as he's leading us, us with the shield of faith on. Too many of us, though, uh, and I'm sorry if this offends you, too many of us, though, would have to let go of other things to actually pick something up. Our youngest is notorious for holding things in our hands, usually cookies or crumbs of cookies or cookies, and she's holding them in her hands. And we'll say, well, what's in your hand? Open it up. We have to pry it loose. And finally we see, okay, you need to let go of that. Let it go. Dust it off so that you can have something better than that old cookie. And it might have been a cockroach. I don't know. Okay, so let's just let it, let it go. But too many of us are that way. We can't pick up the shield of faith because our hands are full with so many other things. And Paul says, in all circumstances, okay, I'll set this down, whatever it is that's making me feel safe, I'll set this down at the time of an actual emergency. But at this time, I'm going to hold on to this because it makes me feel good. Paul is saying, in all circumstances, let go of those other things and pick up the shield of faith. You have to pick up the shield of faith. Do you even know where your faith is? I mean, if an emergency was to happen, do you know where it is? Is it still in the cabinet? Does it have dust on it? Does it belong to your grandparents? Do you actually even know where your faith is? And I would hope this, that before you leave this morning, you would find it. You would say, my faith is here. My faith is in Jesus the only place to put my faith in at all. I'm going to take up the shield of faith, the faith that I have in Christ, and carry that every day. It needs to be readily available. Not just hung on the wall or in the cabinet, but it needs to be readily available for you to use at every moment in all circumstances of your life. So where does faith belong? It belongs where it can be used, not stored away somewhere for future emergencies. It needs to be put in a place that it can be used, on display even for others to see so that God may be glorified in the way that you use it. Take it up. Put it in your hand. Put it into practice. Put it as something that you use every day. Let's talk about the shield again for a moment. The shield that we're taking up, the shield of faith that we're taking up, again, a shield is to be used going forward. We don't put the shield on the back like a parachute and use it only at risky times, but it's to be put in our arm and to be used as we're moving forward into battle. The only time that you would put it on your back is this as if you were retreating. Let me remind you what Hebrews 10.39 says. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. So this shield of faith that we're talking about is to be put on in front of us and hiding behind it, protecting us as we move forward in battle. Last week we talked about the gospel shoes being ready for the unexpected that we know that the battle is coming every day and that something traumatic may happen at any moment of your life. And so because of that, we expect the unexpected. And we're ready, moving forward with the gospel of peace, saying, no matter what comes my way, because I have peace in Christ, I can handle this situation. So we have to be walking forward. The shield of faith is to be put on so we can walk forward in this journey of life and not retreat and go backwards and put it on our back and run like a coward, but instead move forward as those who are hoping in things unseen, who are putting an assurance in the things of Christ that he has said. We're putting our faith in those things. 
These arrows that we're talking about, these flaming darts or these flaming arrows that we're talking about, are not coming just as a warning or just to say, hey, are you ready for this? But these arrows and these, these flaming arrows and these flaming darts that are being shot your direction are to destroy you, to destroy your faith, to make you not have peace. John 10.10 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal and to destroy. Steal what? To steal the peace and the confidence you have in Christ. Destroy what? The hope that you have in him. That's what those flaming arrows are for. They're not just warning shots, but they're, they're being shot to destroy you. And they come at expected and unexpected times. One of my friends in high school, his dad got a new bow for Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? A bow? Not like for your hair. He actually doesn't have any hair. A new bow. He's an archer, right? And uh, he's going to test it out. He lived in the city, in my hometown, and uh, across the street from their house is a vacant lot. And so my friend's dad is in the backyard, and he knocks an arrow, puts an arrow on the bow, and he pulls back to see uh, what the tension is, and then he's going to shoot the target and this new bow and new arrows that he has. And as he pulls back on his new compound bow, something happens, and he released as in this uh, position here, which means the arrow is going to go in what direction? Up. And so the arrow, as it was released, it went up. It went across or over their house, across their front yard, across the street, across the vacant lot, into the house across from the vacant lot. goes into the arrow, had enough velocity that it goes through the outside wall into the inside of the house and sticks. It doesn't go fully through, but it goes enough that you can see the arrow inside the house. Were those inside the house expecting this? Absolutely not. In fact, the location of the arrow wouldn't have been expected either. The location was in one of the bathrooms. And it just so happened that my other friend, whose house it was, her mother was getting ready for the day. And the arrow comes through the wall, and she stands there and screams as the arrow is coming through the wall. We're being attacked, obviously. Who's, who's done this? And her husband... Immediately recognizing, I know who the archer is, and so I'm going to take care of this situation. So he runs across the vacant lot, and godly conversation begins to happen, <laughs> if you can imagine that. An unexpected arrow landing in an unexpected place at an unexpected time. A shield of faith was needed. Thankfully, no one was hurt other than pride in a, in a wall, but no one was, no one was really hurt. But I think about us and our battle that we face spiritually every day. And how often we say, well, I wasn't expecting that. Didn't expect, to Satan, didn't expect Satan to attack me in this way. I didn't expect my faith to be challenged in this direction. I didn't expect not to have peace in this. We go through life every day with that. And Paul's urging us, inspired word from God, take up in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, being ready for action, knowing that as you're walking through life, there are flaming arrows being shot in your direction. N not to warn you, not to just prepare you, but to destroy you. And so it's interesting that the shield of faith can extinguish those flaming arrows. It means to completely suppress or put the fire out. It can do away completely with that. In the short time I was a volunteer fireman, 
I remember always thinking, is there not a better way to put this fire out? And better, and, and by better, I mean like a quick way. Like it's a huge fire. Can we not just have something that immediately takes it out so we don't have to sit here and fight this blaze for hours upon hours at a time that I don't necessarily want to be doing this anyways? I mean, this is what we're talking about with faith. Something that can extinguish or suppress a flaming arrow immediately because our faith, because of our assurance and our hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I want us to be ready for that. I think if I could ever say as a pastor, as someone who shepherds people, I want us to be ready for those moments that we're not defenseless, that we can pick up the shield of faith and we can put our trust in Jesus completely. And in that, we can be ready for those traumatic moments. We don't use our faith as a parachute and only use it in risky or risky moments or emergencies, but instead in all circumstances, we're picking up the shield of faith, ready to use it in all circumstances. I think about 2 Timothy 1.5. I'll read this to you. 2 Timothy 1.5 uh, says this, as uh, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, this is Paul talking to Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and now I'm, I'm sure dwells in you as well. The grandmother passed it on to the, to the mother and the mother passed it on to her son saying, this is the thing that is most important in your life. Faith in our holy God. Faith in our Savior Jesus. Hoping for those things that we don't see yet, but we will see someday. Put your faith in those and those things. And this is what we're talking about. Putting faith on display. Being ready for those, being ready for those moments. Turn with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel's in the Old Testament. It's right before 2 Samuel. 1 Samuel 17. We'll pick up in verse 31. There's a story about a young shepherd boy named David and some armor that he's putting on and a shield that he is trying to use. And verse 31 says this, When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. So maybe you remember this story. This is the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine who was uh, really harassing the Israelites. He was a giant in his day. No one could beat him. Several were afraid of him, if not all of them. David wasn't even really a part of the army yet. He was just coming to and fro, the scripture tells us, going back and forth from the shepherd flock that he was, that he was shepherding, back to his brothers to give them a grilled cheese sandwich of some sort, uh, to provide lunch for them. So, uh, so then he hears the story of Goliath. In verse 33 it says, And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. I mean, this is a, a great statement here. David, obviously, this guy's been fighting battles for a really, really long time. Are you even prepared for this? I mean, what do you know about war? What do you know about battle? Can you even handle this situation? Do you know what you're going up against? Christian, 
Unbeliever, believer, one who's called Christ, Lord, whoever you are here this morning, do you not know that God has been around way before you came upon this earth? And do you not know that the one who's against us, Satan, has also been around way before you've been on this earth? Do you think that you can fight him on your own? Do you think that you can battle against Satan on your own will? Verse 34, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there was a a lion or a bear, and one of them took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Verse 36, your servant has struck down both lions and bears. The uncircumcised Philistines shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. David in this moment is recognizing, though I've done all these things and I have confidence in my experience, I have confidence in my resume, I have confidence in what I've done in the past. Here's the problem. This Philistine has defied God, has gone against God. And so because of that, I'm putting my faith in the one who the Philistine has gone against. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. This is the shield of faith in action. This is when that moment comes and those arrows are shot in your direction and maybe they even land and penetrate through the bathroom wall. In that moment you can say, here's the thing, I may be able to handle this because I've handled a situation like this before, but let me tell you who my faith is in. My faith is in the one who has delivered me. Believer, one who has confessed Christ as Lord. If you have confessed Christ as Lord, you have been delivered by the Lord. And so our faith on display is our faith in the one who has delivered us. David, let's read it again, verse 37. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the, of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Almost like if if that's the case, like and you're confident in that, then go and let the Lord be with you. And then Saul clothed David with his armor. Right? We're we're talking about the armor of God here. Uh, Saul this time was anointed by God. He was chosen by God. So maybe even his armor was chosen and anointed by God. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor. And he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. And so David put them off. He took off the armor that was given to him, the protection that was given to him, the one that had been tested by Saul in battle, that many of the other uh, soldiers in the Israelite army, they had the same uniforms, They were protected by it, but David had not tested it himself. What what did he know? No, he he knew his faith in God. That's what he trusted in. He said, my faith in God is enough. I think for a moment, metaphorically, symbolically here, what are the things that you're trying to hide behind? What are the things that you try and put on every day that you use as armor and you hide behind? Maybe it's uh, like you, like me for a while, it's church attendance. If I attend long enough and often enough, then I'm going to be protected from 
whatever may be shot in my direction. Maybe it's Sunday school charts, like me as a fifth grader, and how I was faithful to my Sunday school chart, and I would lie even to say that I had done everything on the chart, prayed, read my Bible, told people about Jesus, attended church. I did all those things, and I hid behind that saying, look how great I am. I've made great choices, though I'm lying about all those things because I chose those to hide behind. Maybe it's a family name. Maybe it's a great degree that you have or amazing accomplishments that you've done. Maybe it's your hard work. Maybe it's your spouse. Husbands, this morning, you, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we hide behind our spouse because they're, they're great. Wives, maybe you do the same thing. I'm going to hide behind my spouse, and I'm hoping that they're going to provide the protection that I need. Maybe it's your giving record. Maybe it's your denomination. Maybe it's your good looks, like myself. Maybe it's your strong arms, like clay. Maybe it's your experience. Maybe it's your pride. Maybe it's your years on this earth. Maybe it's your citizenship as a U.S. citizen. Maybe it's just the sense that you have for a long time been a really, really good person. You make good choices. You're, you're full of good morals. You're just a really, really good person. I mean, there's a number of things that we could list and say, what do people hide behind? Well, David would say, I'm going to put those things off. I want to hide behind the one that I have faith in. Let's continue on. Verse 41 in the Philistine. Uh, so David uh, took these things off, verse 40, sorry. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose five smooth stones from the brook, and he put them in the shepherd's pouch. Probably because that's what he's done before. He put his faith in those things that he'd used before. Now, it's not a bad thing, but he's seen God use those things before. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. He was ready for battle. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his, by his gods. Verse 44, the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give you your flesh to the birds in the air, uh, the birds of the air, and to the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies over to the host of the Philistines this day, to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. David put his trust and his faith in God. And in that moment of battle, though many told him to put on other things, put this on and see if it works. Try this out, see if it works. David said, no, I, I know it works. I've seen God work. I've seen him to be faithful. When he speaks, it's true. When he, when he says he's going to do something, he does those things that he says he's going to do. And so I'm going to put my faith completely in him. And I'm going to trust that he will deliver because he's a God who delivers. And so he puts his faith completely in him. 
I think for us today, when Paul reminds us of the battle that we're in at every moment, and then in all circumstances we take up the shield of faith, that's what we should do. Take up the shield of faith. Nothing more. Nothing less, but nothing more. Only the shield of faith. For his name's sake. It sticks out to me every time. I want to win battles for my own sake. I want to be able to tell you, look, look, I, I won this battle. I was delivered. And let me tell you how I did it. And I'm going to give you the, the steps to do it yourself. And I, I want glory in that. But it's, it's not for my name's sake. It's for the Lord's name's sake. We pick up the shield of faith. And we approach battle daily. We put our faith on display. Our faith in the one who can save us. Our faith in the one who can redeem us. Think about Ephesians 2.8. For, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. We put that on display. Look, look it's not my own doing. Ephesians 2.8 reminds me of that. I'm putting my faith in the one who can save me. I'm putting my faith in the one who can redeem me and can deliver me. Ephesians 3.11-12. Uh, this was according to the external purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have kindness and access with confidence through our faith in him. We can approach God because of who Christ is, because of what Christ has done for us, and because of what Christ is doing for us. So daily this is what happens. Arrows are shot in your direction. Daily flaming darts, believer, are shot in your direction. They come in the, in the form of fleeting things, things that are temporary. And you have the choice to pick up in all circumstances, to pick up the shield of faith and live for eternal things, particularly the eternal king. And so daily you make the choice. Today is not about the temporary or the fleeting things. Today is about our or my eternal king. And I put my faith completely in him. And I will be able to extinguish these flaming arrows that are coming my way. For his name's sake. For his glory. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the confidence that you give us through our hope in Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for the fact that the things that we can gather up on this earth is Paul has told us in Philippians 3, all these things that we can gather up on earth and hide behind, reality is they're rubbish or garbage compared to knowing Jesus Christ. So God, would you increase our faith in you so that daily as we're walking, knowing that we're not on a playground, but knowing that we're walking into a battle every day, God, would you help us to pick up the shield of faith? not to be used only in times of emergency, but at every moment, in all circumstances. Our faith in action, our faith in you in action, because God, you are God who's delivered us. We're so thankful for Christ that we can't take credit for this and that knowing him is better than anything else in this world. God, help us to respond faithfully to you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We'll have a time of invitation. We'll sing as the deer together. Uh, where we'll respond. We'll say that everything that we do is for you, God.
Like we long to be in your presence. We long to be with you. We're picking up the shield of faith because our faith is in you. So let's stand. Let's sing together. Glad you're here this morning. Hope that um, that God spoke to you. Hope that you're ready for the week, and I hope that you get to spend this afternoon honoring your mom in whatever way that you can. Call her, text her, hang out with her, whatever it takes. Uh, I texted my mom in Spanish this morning, and she said, "You have been in New Mexico too long." <laughs> so uh, that's a texting for you. Anyways, spend some time honoring your mom uh, this this day, however you can, and I hope that uh, you'll also spend time honoring Christ this week by the way you walk for Him, by the way you pick up that shield of faith and and uh, and defend yourselves against the uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. A few things upcoming. Gary mentioned them. Vacation Bible School is a, a huge thing around here. We always are in need of of lots of help. 